Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for joining us this week as we continue in our series, Problems with Christians. Speaking of problems with Christians, just kidding. James, how you doing? <laughs> hey, you doing all right? I got, man? I got a lot of problems. Uh, we got a, <laughs> I got a lot of ton of right, problems. Ton of problems. Hey, uh, it's Thanksgiving week, so uh, happy Thanksgiving, man! Happy Thanksgiving to you, yeah. Justin. What are, what's like your favorite Thanksgiving tradition besides like the incredible food? Yeah, I like watching football, and I like that I don't have a lot to do. <laughs> yes, normally it's, it is um, just. Nice. I have when I'm in town. I, I do. I'm so thankful for our church's community. Yes, Thanksgiving dinner, it's delivering an awesome, meals, awesome thing, delivering taking meals, taking our kids to do that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's that's a huge deal. Um, I'm not really into the parade. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, I've tried to be into the parade because I'm like. You should be like you just feel this pressure to like, but it's also you're like, artsy though. Yeah, but I, so yeah. I think a lot of times there's there's this pressure to like as a person who loves arts to feel like you have to like something. I'm like it's kind of lame. So <laughs> I think people like, just assume I don't like any of that. Yeah, so, you know I'm I'm good there. I don't feel that same pressure. Lots of yeah. lots of social anxiety in my life. That's not one. Watching the Macy's Day Parade yeah. and giving commentary is not one. Yeah. So yeah, I I just love eating. Now, do y'all do y'all? So so this could go either way because I know that you guys are. On the thrifty side, uh, yes. <laughs> do you do Black Friday because of that, or do you avoid Black Friday? Uh, because we, of that? I have only gone to a store on Black Friday one time, and it really was like six in the afternoon or in the evening, and it was just because we needed something. So, okay. uh, I will like do. Are some they like online. asleep by that point? Yeah, Black Friday shopping. <laughs> so, like, I will do some like stuff online, probably. Like, if okay. there's something I know, yeah, while we're looking for for our kids, but yeah, I try like not to, and okay, yeah. Yeah, but, but I will, yeah, Cyber Monday, I'll try to begin okay. if we're yeah. like looking for stuff. But Christy and I are both are kind of, because there's a lot of people to buy gifts for in our family. Like right. we're just like, we have to keep a log and a spreadsheet yeah, of like what we've gotten Dude. and try to keep it fair. And we don't do a ton, so, but it's, but it's still fun. I mean, it really is fun to buy presents for your kids. Yeah. Because okay. we do, because we don't do that a lot during the year right. except their birthday. Yeah. So it's just fun. Um, so yeah, Cyber, yeah, we'll do some online. Okay. Uh, yeah. my, the, the best thing about, uh, Black Friday is the fact that uh, so we typically are traveling over Thanksgiving because all of our family is in Atlanta so we spend the beginning part with Christy's family and it's always fun and good food and then we go to my family uh, usually Thanksgiving afternoon but because we, everyone's already done Thanksgiving food on Friday my younger brother uh, cooks ribs Ooh. and he could he could open a restaurant selling these ribs what's your They're younger so brother's good. name again? Pat Pat, I'll see you Friday. Yeah, it's so good. So yeah. I'm, yeah, it's kind of like our kids are like, he's cooking ribs, right? If he's not cooking ribs, we have to go. I'm just kidding. They don't say that, but yeah, yeah. that's, 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 that's how much we love the ribs. That sounds so awesome. It, yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. So it is, it's a lot of fun. Well, speaking so, of awesome. Speaking of awesome, let's talk politics. about politics. That's when we talk about politics. Yeah, but hey, me too. So we've been doing this series. Speaking tying of in, stuffed turkeys. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, Way thanks, go, man. man. Um, yeah, we've been doing the series uh, Problems of Christians, really stemming off of our Sunday morning series, He Greater Tradition, and the traditional things Christians are their stereotypes for. They're to this, to that. We talked about being judgmental last week, talked about sheltered. And today we are talking about what would often be a well deserved stereotype, I could say, is Christians uh, being too political. And this yeah. will be an issue uh, for non Christians looking at. Um, Christian. So, uh, do you think this is a big deal? I certainly do. Uh, and we should also start by saying, should Christians be involved in politics? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. We should be right. involved in politics. Right. And, and we want Christians involved in every sphere of, of, of life, every realm of life. And we have people in our church who are involved yeah. in politics. And that is good. That is yeah. wonderful. So we're not saying politics are evil. Yeah. Uh, we're not saying politics are bad. Or if you are involved in politics, you've, you've obviously sold your soul to gain anything. That's not what we're saying. We're talking about is the tendency for Christians to elevate political issues and political parties, both left and right. We won't leave anyone yes. out of this. Yes. Uh, to a level uh, above where uh, our allegiance to Christ should be. Yeah, I think that the word of the day or the word of the month is nuance. <laughs> you know, I think there's nuances to this. I think some people say that Christians are too political and they they do see that Christians are indeed uh, overly passionate about political issues in comparison with their passion for just issues and that those Christians in particular often emphasize a few issues that coincidentally in quotes um, mm -hmm. are the kind of platform issues in politics. I think also there are those who don't want anything to be said about anything political. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, so I've always said like in Bible teaching, observation is when you say what the word says, interpretation is when, when you say what the word means, application is when you talk about the implications of the word on us. And people usually have no problem with observation and interpretation. But when you start talking about the application, mm -hmm. if they don't like it, they're trying to look for a way to discredit you, and too political is definitely an easy target. Yes, I agree. So let's give uh, what how, what would be some examples if we were to say, hey, Christians shouldn't be too political. What would be some examples of that? Um, I think you know, there's the extreme examples of people who um, really they're they're it's it's obvious they have a political belief, and then they're like tie. Uh, Christianity to that political belief, uh, you know, uh, I was talking about borders. Yeah, and I've seen. You know, there's the a quote. It was basically like, uh, you know, talking about the CD store that closed down. No borders. <laughs> oh, boy. I was the like, what? Store? <laughs> I do remember that. You uh, mean that store? U.S. borders. Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. The okay. There was like a quote going around, borders. basically like they were basically trying to like affirm building a wall. And so this is a neutral statement about the wall from myself, but they were trying to affirm building the wall by saying, "Well, heaven." Oh, has a gate no. around it. I was like, that's that's not right. So, uh, <laughs> so that would be an extreme example. Now, I'm not saying pro against wall. I'm just saying that's an extreme example on that side. Yeah, we're gonna have a hard time staying like on a linear. <laughs> 
because yeah, this is all over the this. place. So since you're trying you went to help there, people define, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I certainly think that there's so many people who read the Bible through the lens of their political viewpoint of mm-hmm. their country. I mean, you know, great point. Like we should have walls around it because heaven has walls and, you know, you have to have a pass to get in. It's like, well, the pass is Jesus, first of all. And, you know, the city, their earthly citizenship has nothing to do with that. And then secondly, all tribes and nations are allowed in. So your terrible <laughs> use of the scripture, I just actually argued a point counter to that that was stronger than your point. And I think there's just so many areas that we take the scripture, you know, and just try to make it fit our political viewpoint. So I certainly think that is one aspect of this. Mm-hmm. I I think as well, we uh, often take issues that the Bible does address. And this is hard. This is where I think it gets complicated in this is we take issues or uh, the things that the Bible does address that have become political issues. Right, right. And we can elevate uh, our political leaning and our a party's belief mm-hmm. about an issue as mm-hmm. the way to deal mm-hmm. with this issue. So I'll use this as an example. Uh, we'll talk about refugees. So, uh, you know, a year and a half or so ago, we went through a series talking about um, this, these, these four people groups and that scripture identifies uh, as orphans, widows, sojourner and the poor as like Old Testament and New Testament identify. These are God's people that God's people are called to care for. And we took a week each Sunday and really talked about how that looks and how the church can engage. And I remember that Sunday and it was like, it was a sermon on refugees. It was not, there was not not a smidge of politics in it at all. It was basically like, these are groups of people. They're real people. How do we engage? And someone got offended that we were talking about refugees and left because they, we shouldn't be talking about political things. And, and so I think that is, that's why it's hard to even have. Well, they didn't like what what I said, you should care about refugees. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you should care. And, and we should, because they're people created in the image of God. So, but this person, you know, I know who we're talking about. That's fine. Um, that person, they're not. It, they're nice, a great like, person. Great yeah. person. Like it's just very clear that they had this filter, this lens through which they viewed this issue, and didn't even hear what I was saying. Now, you know, again, they could have had other problems with me, so that's fine too. But like, I'm like, what? Like that's you would have thought. That George Soros like flew me here to preach, like <laughs> the way based was- on the response, you know. And it's like I didn't say any of that, and and I do think like we've got to be aware of how much it it filters mm-hmm. into the way we view the bible like that's the that's the ultimate issue like if you're reading the bible under the submission of the republican party or under submission to the the, the democratic party like you are idolatrous in your mm-hmm. approach to the scripture and i know i sound super passionate preacher about that but like that's awful to our holy god that we read his word through that lens like we got to we got to check that at the door of 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 church we got to check that at the door of of opening the word of God. And, and and you could apply that to anything, but we're talking about politics. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, and the answer in this is, is not to never talk about things that could be controversial or like, but it's like to say, uh, as a church, our job is to look at what yeah. scripture says. Yeah. And that uh, is above all. And yeah. that informs how we, we approach things. And there's going to be different viewpoints on how to approach different right. issues. Right. And it's, and it's important that we first understand, uh, first and foremost, understand yeah. the heart of, of scripture. Yeah. That's first. what, that's why I think a pastor has to be careful 
and careful, like apply care, full Mm. of care, (laughs) like not scared. Like, and Hey, this is what the text says. This is what the text means. Now here's how I think it applies in our context to the best of my understanding. So those are three different things. It clearly says this, this is what God meant when he said this. So like sojourners, like this is what God meant when he said this. Now we're different. And I, in that sermon, I even said like, you know, I'm not trying to say what our government should do. You know, I I was very clear about that, but if they're here, like, why would we not welcome them as an opportunity to share the gospel? Like, because that's the great commission we're given now. If our, and and the, the big argument I said there in in the refugees is like, well, people use the new, the Bible. Well, actually, if, if we're applying the Bible, we shouldn't be, but if we're applying the commands of Israel to America, then we are not as welcoming as we should be to the refugees. I'm not saying we should, Mm-hmm. But that was the issue. Now, I just kind of transitioned this because I do think that what we're talking about is, you know, the it's the left that typically is saying the right is too political. And the reason that is, is because after FDR uh, and, you know, he had a very, for lack of a better phrase, more socialist view of government, bigger government, go- government programs, mm-hmm. then they're be- kind of. And then, then the Democrats hired a Catholic. Mm-hmm. It was hired a Catholic, nominated a Catholic, and we elected a Catholic, JFK. And that was the first so non-Protestant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this kind of like moving away from how Protestants had typically viewed. And there was two things happening. There was like the Protestant concern, and then there was just like this changing landscape of America. Well, the Republican Party wisely said – we're going to appeal to both of those things simultaneously. And, you know, they began to be kind of inseparable on the mm-hmm. political landscape. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just almost in many ways, some fair and some unfair, hard to decipher the, decipher the difference between evangelicals and conservatives because mm-hmm. they do line up in some ways, right. specifically in the way politics has divided us. Right. But, but we, I think we accidentally like forgot to decipher those things. Yeah. And we assume that because this party, this is the quote unquote conservative party. This is what I should think. And then, and that. Oh, and, the, and part of that's because we're in the South. Now we're right. in other regions. There's 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 places where that would be the opposite party. Right. Like right. it's like oh, because I'm a Christian, I'm a, I need to be this party. And I right. think that's uh, it's dangerous territory. And I think uh, too, we're dealing with um, like what is where at what level? Uh, I've talked about pastors specifically because I think there there's pastors who are labeled as political, and they're simply speaking about issues uh, and calling them, well, you shouldn't be talking about political. I'll I'll say it is not a political statement for a pastor to speak pro-life. But that's an easy thing, like, because that specific issue about abortion has been politicized, it's easy for different sides to be like, you shouldn't talk about that because that's political. Well, actually, no, this is biblical. So we should speak to that. Yeah. What's happened in my opinion, is so the majority has been shifting in our country of belief system. I mean, there's just no doubt, you know, there's no doubt that white evangelicals are increasingly less and less the majority in America. Well, what happens when you feel like you're not being heard is you tend to get louder Mm -hmm. in your home. Yeah. Right. I mean, when my, yeah, I mean, when your kids are loud, you're like, I gotta get, so I think we've become louder 
Um, but, but on the other hand, you know, it's interesting because I think that like, I don't, and I don't, I don't know what this is, but I've noticed like, even within the church, like a lot of my pastor friends, like are, who are conservative are, are a little critical of their conservative friends who are outspoken about politics, but then they kind of say things on Twitter and their sermons that are more like liberal leaning about politics, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think that's a double standard. And I think we mm -hmm. typically have a problem. Like, I think part of that is this like desire, like to seem cool. Yes. I was you know, just and about seem to say progressive. That. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also think we tend to have a problem with people being too political when we don't like their politics. Yeah. I think it's like, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we like, we were okay with, people being political if they agree with us right you are you have freedom <laughs> of speech yeah as long as that Go, speech come is on. oh no like. that yeah. yeah i think you know and, and people listening who uh you know maybe don't follow like churches or pastors or whatever but i think specifically for pastors and pastors or leaders of churches and this can be reflective in their bodies as well but i think a lot of pastors talk about politics. Uh, this is personal opinion. I think a lot of it is self-platforming oh, rather yeah. than actually like trying to lead uh, my people, the people yeah. to understand things biblically. Um, and, you know, and I will say this, you didn't know I was going to say this. I appreciate that about you because you're not that way. Like, mm. I think I, you know, a lot of people are saying things like they, like you said, they are conservative. They're going to say some things that are, that make them sound like they have some more uh, liberal viewpoints. And I'm like, are they just saying that to uh, like scream? scratch and itch and try to reach mm, like to mm. grow their platform mm, rather than truly engage mm, the type because i'm like okay so if they believe that like what are they doing about it right, what is like is it right. really reflective in their church and i think yeah. we've got to be careful because it's easy to throw out uh, on a from a platform it's really easy to throw out platitudes to either side of, yeah. a, of or either end of the spectrum is what I should say. Cause there's not really sides. It's this mm -hmm. huge spectrum we're dealing with. It's really easy to throw out platitudes you know, to kind of appease people rather than actually like dig in, do hard work and come to s solid convictions about this and be incredibly gracious to those who would disagree. Yeah. You know, this is an area where social media has helped me. Um, and I don't know if I've ever said that before, <laughs> but I think what social media helped me realize is how uh, many people don't see things the way I see them and how I don't want to make a point. I want to make a difference with those people. And so like, man, like I'm saying these things and I'm getting so many likes and so many affirmations from people who think like me, but then these people who I would really like to have a conversation with about how I think they're gravely mistaken. And I think there's greater significance to that. They're not receiving it the way that I would like it to be received. And I, and I think that mm. for a, for a leader, so like whether or not this is how we got in the position we are, but part of who we are is we, we want to energize people. We want people to be excited and we can kind of change the target, the bullseye from like getting energized about around the gospel and what God wants to like just getting people energized. Mm -hmm. And I think like, it's so yeah. easy to point to the Joel Osteens and the Stephen Furtick's and say like, see how they're compromising because they say things like opposite of the gospel. But then like, we're saying like in conservative churches, like these things that like, create a displaced passion and, and, and you'll have a cheering squad, you know, mm -hmm. because, because that's what's being fed to them all week. And I, 
that's not why we're up there. Mm-hmm. We're a messenger for the Lord. Like, yeah. Yeah. and it's not just what we say, it's how we say what we say. And I got a long way to go in that. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we clearly, <laughs> some of you are like, hey, man, that's the best thing. Oh, like, wow. I don't know why you talk like that. But, you know. I, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, you know, displaced passion for political issues. And that's just arrogance. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I have to watch this with my kids. Like, I'm right 98% yeah. of the time around them. Like, I am. I mean, I love them, but sometimes yeah. I want to say to my children, I don't say this, but like, gosh, that was really stupid. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah. But I need to help them see, see yeah. like, why. And, mm-hmm. And I think this is gets harder and harder because, you know, when you think about like discipleship, uh, I was just reading this book. It's like it's if if this doesn't become the gospel doesn't become the lens we see all things through. You know, think about a church and the ministry of the church. Like there's an hour on Sunday, and if they're involved in a life group, there's an hour for discipleship. So you go like with the average person. Generously, you have you know two hours a week that you know, and granted, yes, should they be read the scriptures on their own, meet mm-hmm. with people, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the average person, okay, well, they're exposed to media, Netflix, watching whatever, like four hours a day, you know, every other. So, like, that's like almost an. This is JT English talks about this in deep discipleship. Like, that's almost an impossible ratio to overcome. Right, that's great, yeah. You know, so- No, that's great. I mean, no, like, that's a great <laughs> point. A great, yeah. like, <laughs> so one, it means that we've got to be super focused on what we're focused on yeah. and super intentional about what yeah. we're doing. But also, so, so much of our discipleship needs to be focused on helping people to see all of life through the gospel lens. Right. And that certainly means politics too. And I think, you know, we've, You've said this, we've said this on Sunday mornings, and you know, it means for the Christian seeing that our allegiance is first and foremost to a king and a kingdom, not to country. Now, does that right. mean we don't we aren't patriotic and love our land? No way, like of course, like, but it means like that has to be the utmost priority, the lens, the filter that we see everything through. And we talked about this on Boggy Talk in our God and Country series. And, you know, I th- um, so you can reference that, but that, that has to be the target, the yeah. king in the kingdom. Yeah. It's interesting. This is how big God is. When we give things less of a value in comparison to God. So we might become less passionate about in some ways, like of how, so let me, we view our role as father, mother, brother, pastor, soldier, citizen to be so much less significant than son, daughter mm. of God, citizen yeah. of the kingdom of God. But actually, mm. God then takes us and 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 gives more value to those areas. So our it seems like we're less passionate because we are, but now we're doing this through God's strength, not our strength. We're actually more passionate. Mm. We just we, in comparison to God, were less passionate about it. And I don't know if that made sense or not. But so I'll say this, like, I do think that by God's grace, one of the things that I've experienced as a pastor is very few people thinking I'm political. And why I would say that, like, is go through the word. Mm. Because when you're just going through the word, (laughs) like, I'm just saying this because... We've it's been in Mark Bible for says. two years, yeah, and it's it is, right here. It is a crazy how like often that like actually lines up with something yeah, that's going know, on in culture, right, yeah. you know, or a very relevant issue. I yeah, absolutely, and that doesn't mean that you're ignoring right. the world because yeah. the the Bible does speak to these things, and they're going to come up. Yeah, but 
you know, the primary job, you know, as the shepherd uh, is equipping the saints and equipping the saints to the word and helping people to think with this, this kingdom mentality and, yeah. and world. And, and, and personal devotion time. So like, so I'm saying as a pastor, like how I guard against that, the, how I guard against using the pulpit as just like my vehicle to, to say the things I want to say and instead say what God wants to say is by going through the Bible. The same goes for all of our personal lives. If we read the Bible every morning as the vehicle for getting what we need mm. to meet our agenda by reading one verse or reading whatever, then we're going to be out of whack. But if we truly read the scriptures to say, God, show me your agenda, mm. then over time, it transforms the way we view the world. And that's really what worship is. Romans mm -hmm. 12 says, you know, I, I urge you brothers, print your bodies as a living sacrifice, yeah. holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. So we're saying, God, I surrender to you mm -hmm. in all areas of my life. And he says, you'll prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God by yes, doing that. you know his will that way. I think, yeah. you know, Jesus, you know, the Bible says Jesus teaches how to pray. And so what does Jesus say, like as part of his prayer? Thy he kingdom says, pray come. for Trump. Maybe yes, right. I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be yeah, done. And he, so he's, he's teaching us to pray that way. So thinking through that, and I've, you know, I've just been thinking like as a Christian, like if, if that's how God, God is telling me to pray to himself, like, then how does that flesh itself out in my life? So how would, uh, our engagement, I think this is something maybe we all should wrestle with. How would uh, the church's engagement, but then on an individual level, how would our engagement in politics and our beliefs in politics and political parties, what would be altered if we prayed that, like, mm -hmm. God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not my agenda come, my agenda will be done. Like my thoughts be done, like, but your kingdom. So what is the best way to see like on earth as it is in heaven? Like thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, you know, if politics were perfect and they're not gonna be, but they would be moving in such a way and working in such a way to uh, make earth like heaven for people, you know, like to experience mm -hmm. that. So that's not going to happen this side mm -hmm. of eternity. But for the believer, that is the mission. That is the goal. Like, how do we move the church to engage in the culture, to engage in politics, uh, to see his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And that will, that'll maybe change somehow. And, and, and the reason we have the tension we have in our country is because we're not, a kingdom run by the perfect king. Right. And so any country is going to have this tension. I think like embracing, it's always going to be this way. Mm -hmm. We're not ever going to win because, you know, I agree with like the freedom of capitalism, but then capitalism without humility mm -hmm. causes greed and it yep. causes overlooking the vulnerable. And we see that exist. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, it's like, let's take the, let's protect the vulnerable, but then let's just make those people do it, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so it's like, it's just, it's imbalanced, and I think that um, you know we really have to say, how do we live in this world as, as as citizens of the kingdom of God? You know, it's it's Thanksgiving week, so you might be in the car listening to this, or you might be uh, just having some more free time. We started Boggy Talk off a little over a year ago with a mm -hmm. four week series or five week series on God and country. Yeah, about this time last year, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because so it was right around yeah. uh, the elections. And yeah, yes. so I would encourage someone to go back and listen to that if mm -hmm. you have time, because I think we. Um, 
perfectly handle all these <laughs> we, issues. We answered every question, yeah. of course. Well, uh, yeah, so uh, as we're wrapping it up today, just we want to encourage you, you know, that let that be your prayer. Your kingdom come. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And how does that change how we live now? And to remember that our allegiance is first and foremost to the king and his kingdom. And that informs everything else we do. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining in. We hope you'll join us next time. We'll be wrapping up problems with Christians, talking about Christians just being these transactional people. Mm. Like, what's in it for me? Mm. So uh, stay tuned for that. We hope you have an awesome Thanksgiving. Yes. We do have so much, so much, so much. Come eat with us on Thursday if you don't got plans. Don't got terrible, plans. terrible, terrible, terrible grammar. <laughs> you ain't got nothing to do. You ain't got nothing to do. Just come on down, come on down on to Thursday. the Boggy, Boggy Church on the Bayou. You were probably supposed to sign up, but just tell them Pastor James and Justin. Yeah, you're supposed you to sign up, so please sign up. But if you don't, still come, because there yeah. should be plenty. There will be. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.